Life Her Podcast. Her is me, her is you. Her is us, her is she, her is we. United we stand, baby, that her for keeps. I'm coming and I demand my space. I know it's free. I owe myself the world. They tried to count me out. I've been down some dark roads. They tried to pound me out. From cloudy to sunny, ain't think that I would make it out. I needed positive emotions to fill me out. Um, welcome to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over. I would like to welcome you guys, Icy, to Life Her. Hi, Icy. How are you? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we are living in the times, Yvette. <laughs> oh, girl, listen. I know. It's, it's rough for all of us. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Um. Well, I'm a born and raised Washingtonian, lived in D.C. Um, most of my life, well, all my life, I should say. Um, I'm a creative, I'm an artist in every sense of the word. It's always been like a form of therapy for me. And after quitting my job, I started a business so that I can help other creatives be able to brand themselves and pursue their dreams full time. It's called Artist House. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> So, um, how long have you been doing this? Um, so I've been servicing creatives, honestly, most of my adult life, unofficially. It was always one of those things where a friend would need a website. I always knew how to code or I would know how to do photography. Um, I started my first business maybe 10 years ago. That was called um, Icy Studios. But um, Artist House has been in fruition Um since 2017 so I've been operating artist house for three years now okay so um what was it like growing up um growing up I I had a very um interesting childhood I was adopted me and my little brother were adopted by an aunt raised by her um I was always in some sort of program after school or during the summer because she worked for Parks and Rec um my mother um wasn't able to care for us she dealt with um mental health issues and substance abuse issues um which caused her to have bouts of homelessness um and i actually lost her this morning sorry to hear that man (laughs) that just like puzzled me right now because i could just really feel your like your pain right now on how you feel, especially with me just losing minds too. It's going to be rough. I can't even lie to you, say it's going to get easy. Sometimes it do get hard, Mm -hmm. but you just got to, you got to hang in there and trust God and trust the process and always know that you can hear her. Like you can hear the filler you it's all types of things it, and it's so crazy because I noticed it too like with my mom being gone but it's just gonna take time and just know that I'm here with you anytime you need someone to talk to that you can really relate to because sometimes it's hard to communicate with someone that really haven't lost a parent too honestly it's been I feel like if there's anybody listening who has a parent who's dealt with mental health issues or substance abuse issues it's it's a lifelong pain um it's something that carries us because you know essentially most people have the blessing of having a parent to care for them 
my mom was never in the mental state or financial state to do so. And because of that, I always felt a responsibility to get myself together so that I could take care of her and protect her from the world. And, you know, um, sorry, it's something about a, a sense of failure, feeling like, I, I didn't get myself together fast enough to to help her. But, um, you know, if nothing else, I know that she knows she was loved. And um, I just got to keep going. I got to be her legacy. Yes, you you definitely do. Um, some Most of the time when you keep going, it gives you more energy to want to keep going because you know she's watching over you. She's protecting you she's um understanding you it's just so many things and you will watch so many blessings start to shower you also and you will feel her protection can i ask you Yvette? because i know um you lost your mom um what are some things you've done to cope um a lot of things i do of course is the podcast um this is something she wanted to start um i do things that my mom loved to do um mm. so i created a I created a room where i could have peace at um peaceful to a point where i could pray i could meditate i could listen to just lay there and listen to music I do all types of stuff. I go out to the lakes and just sit there and just talk to talk to her. It's just I really want to do that too. I've been saying I want to go to a park or a beach and just get outside, especially with Corona. I, it's just something about being indoors mm-hmm. that I feel like isn't helping. <laughs> no, no it, it's not. It's not going to help. Honestly, um, you you have to get yourself out. Um, to to venture and get a peace of mind you got to find things that'll make you peaceful and it'll also be to a point where you're not going to want to be around people full of drama and mm-hmm. people negative like your tolerance is going to be different Absolutely. so you're going to have to surround yourself with people that are like-minded that brings you peace Absolutely. It's so crazy you say that because honestly, from when I found out, um, because they found her, um, when I found out she was in the hospital, I already felt myself naturally wanting to separate and diving into my work and what I'm here to do. You know, it's unfortunate my mom won't be here to see the true fruits of this labor, but I feel like, you know, I don't know how to say it, but it honestly feels like this was my worst nightmare. I think it is for a lot of women, because um, we, especially Black women, a lot of us have a special connection to our mom, um, mm-hmm. regardless of who she is as a person. You know, there's something that we mm-hmm. say in our culture that's still your mom, right? And yes. while I've had the blessing of having two mothers, because I was adopted by my aunt, you know, I will always love my birth mother. And um, I was telling a friend of mine, I was like, all I've ever prayed for was that no matter where she is, that she's safe and she's covered. And the idea of her, you know, where her, she was in the hospital, I was like, this is my worst nightmare. But 
I had this sense of like, this wasn't designed to break me. Like I almost feel like, and this is cheesy, but it's true. I feel like this was my superhero origin story. Like, I feel like this is just the beginning of the next stage in my life. And that, you know, her, her spirit is going to carry me through and keep me strong through whatever comes next. So I'm just trying to look at it from that way. I mean, it's good to look at it that way. It's just, you got to find different outlets and, as far as you you had mentioned that as far as you wanted her to see it she sees it and it's kind of awkward like since my mom passed I feel her spirit to the point I've done had more blessings come my way since even more since she's been gone and it's like she's she's bringing them to me it's like I'm it's like she was a protector here, but her being gone, I feel it even more in a different form. And so many things has been happening because of me lining up and me staying faithful to God and praying to God. I pray in the morning. I pray before I go to bed or even when I think about certain things, I pray and I protect my peace. So your mom is always with you and you're going to be amazed on long as you stay accord to what God needs you to do. She's going, you're going to start to see blessings start coming your way like never before. And you be like, I've been working so hard all these years and now look at all these blessings coming. It's, It's just another, it's just another way of you having a relationship with your mother. It really is. Like, seriously, just long as you you stay good mentally, emotionally, and physically and everything, it'll be fine, but it don't get easy sometimes. Sometimes it is rough because you want to pick up the phone and call her or you want to see her or you wish you said this, you wish you said that, you think you didn't do something, something enough or I should have did this. You'll think of all types of things when you thought we thought we had all the time in the world to say certain things and we weren't able to say it, but it's not that we didn't want to say it. it we just, we have in our minds that we have time. <laughs> they <Right>. have time. <clears throat> yeah. It's just, it's just a lot of things. Um, how, how's your, um, is your father in your life? <coughs> oh, sorry, excuse me. Um, no, he's not. I he's not. I have a relationship with my dad. <coughs> um, so yeah, I was adopted by my aunt. Mom dealt with addiction, uh, substance abuse. Dad was a dealer um so he wasn't around at all um just me my aunt and my brother and just been taking it one day at a time just work slowly working towards you know what I really want to do with my life um I can't say I had a bad childhood you know a lot of times when somebody has a background like mine they feel like they carry a lot of trauma I don't know if I would say I carry a lot of trauma I do carry a lot of um guilt and like self-imposed responsibility like I always felt obligated 
like, oh, you got to hurry up and be successful and get this together so that you can take care of your mom or keep her safe or you got to find this and get your family together and get them right. But um, mm-hmm. I'm recognizing through all this now that that's not my burden, you know? <clears throat> yes. Nah, and sometimes we we find ourselves carrying carrying a lot of people's burdens when mm-hmm. we really don't have to and it blocks our own blessings because we're trying to take care of someone else when they're when sometimes they have to be responsible for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm learning that I actually um just because with everything going on, um I've lost a few people to corona. And, you know, this being indoors and now my mom, um, I did the research today to find a therapist. <laughs> I had a free consultation with him today, and he says he does offer um, virtual tele-sessions. So hopefully we start that soon. I just want to make sure, like, I do it as a um, a preemptive measure to make sure that I'm on point and, and mentally okay and sound to complete what I need to complete and create what I need to create. Yes. Yes. And you, you're going to find yourself being even more creative than you ever been. <laughs> You'd be like, wait, where does gift come from? <laughs> I could believe that. I, um, and that's honestly how I found art. Art has always been a coping thing for me. It's, it's, I fell in love with it instantly as a kid. All mediums of creation, whether it's writing or photography or drawing, it's very therapeutic it's it's very important and and cathartic for me to create it makes me feel better so I know this heartbreak is going to generate some some really amazing work and you know my mom a lot of people in my family don't even know but my mom had a voice she could sing very well and she could doodle a little bit so I like to think I got the gene from her (laughs) yes (laughs) ain't nothing wrong with it at all so not it just you just have to just take it day by day and right. make sure you take make sure you take care of yourself because like when my mom passed, I found myself I was so emotional. I go from so emotional to not being emotional and holding my cries in, and next thing you know, I got high blood pressure and ended up being pre diabetic. So oh, wow. I had to reverse it. But it's like you do so much, like, you know, both of us are always busy. So it's mm-hmm. like when we do things, we don't really think about ourselves. We just do things to block ourselves from not crying and not yeah. so much, you know? Yeah, I've been diving into my work a lot, diving into helping my clients diving into being there for my family like so much so that I didn't even really leave an ounce of emotion or peace for myself and Mm -hmm. just now recently I'm finally reclaiming my time and reclaiming my space to feel and grieve and hurt and however I need to hurt because it's funny I've kind of got it from my mother where you know I'm more so lean towards the side of strength and iron when I'm mm-hmm. feeling something, if I'm feeling a hurt, but now, now that I'm again getting older, I'm finding peace in the idea of 
airing out the wound. You know, a wound has to get aired, it has to be exposed. You have to be transparent for it to truly heal. The more you hide and conceal and try to be strong, it doesn't heal properly. You just carry the pain with you. I don't I don't want to live with that pain. I, I want to heal. So yes. I'm trying to do things differently. And I'm so proud of you for even just seeking out to even go to therapy. And that's a huge lack in a black community it's like sometimes they think somebody got issues or problems just because they go and see a therapist they make it a right. big deal. when it's something like I'm, I'm trying to heal I'm trying to get myself together you know right so so it, it's good that you're doing that so you so you always drew and everything during um elementary middle school and high school it was like a personal passion of mine. It wasn't something my aunt or my family necessarily celebrated. Um, I was always smart. I was always a scholar. I was a Jack Kent Cook scholar when I was a kid, and I was really into science. I went to NASA camp. Initially, my dream was to be <laughs> an astrophysicist, and um, and so I was dabbling in that world because, you know, in the Black family, knowledge is power. You know, mm-hmm. they all want their kids to be a lawyer or a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I found that um, art was what truly made me feel better. So I eventually, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. So eventually I, I found, I fell in love with art. And so even though it was something I did just to feel better, then eventually I started doing it full time and just really pursuing it. So when I went to college, I was able to really dive in it. And then also high school, I went to Duke Ellison School of the Arts. Okay, that's really good. So that could be another, since you love doing art so much, that could be another outlet for you to get into art even more and use that as your therapy also. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm uh working on another brand now, Extra Mumbo, because um, <clears throat> I'm uh, like, I'm really passionate about my city. And so it's going to be a media brand that covers the arts and culture here, celebrates what we got going on here. So and I was actually working on it um after I found out my mom was in the hospital. And uh, it's a sign. I, I, I know, like, she would love this. So I'm doing it in her name, you know, celebrating that's, the city where we're from. That's beautiful. So how's your, how is your family um, coping with everything? Um, honestly, I am not really concerned with how they cope with anything. Honestly, I feel like um, they need to be more concerned about me, but that's a whole nother topic. Uh, a lot of times when a family raises a matriarch family, doesn't stay in contact and that's kind of what happened with mine when my grandma passed a few years back um the family sort of lost communication with each other um so that's another reason why I want to go to therapy to kind of unbreak and undo some of these generational curses and Mm -hmm. family wounds family pain there's a lot I'm recognizing I want to elevate from so yeah I don't know why um sometimes family you get in situations like that and family do it seems like they do divide 
when someone when they lose someone important in a family and everything and it's it's just not healthy you think it'll bring people even closer together and awkwardly that's even like my family it kind of brought us closer together but like my mom's sisters I really didn't talk to them much because they mourned pretty bad uh when my mom had passed but it's just it's it's awkward how people do find themselves distancing themselves it's like the whole family needs some form of counseling you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely but i don't i don't want you to um let that affect you so good that you you are going to counseling to even discuss that and just let out your feelings in that area because you will know how to deal with it and not let it affect you yeah because yeah, it's, it's not, how, how's your and you talk to your brother are you guys close um i'm not sure if he knows yet um honestly everything is so fresh i'm just more so trying to make sure i keep my mind right and healthy and mm-hmm. i stay on the right path um no i haven't talked to him okay wow so is it um anything that you have going on or coming up or anything that you're doing besides um getting the art and things together um so with my businesses so with with artist house artist house took a hiatus to make sure our clients are safe and um, that they don't have to stress about paying their retainers. Um, Because we serve the underserved and we serve creatives, a lot of them were hit really hard during Corona. Mm -hmm. And even though business is business, I have a heart. So a lot of them, I put them on break for their contract. So that way they can get their finances in order and, and be able to stay afloat during this tough time. And so what I've been doing is focusing on other things. So working on the new brand, I'm starting um, Extra Mumbo. That's going to be a media outlet similar to BuzzFeed, but more so about Black culture and, you know, highlighting the work here. So I've been focusing on that. Um, I want to get out and cover the protests. That'll be something that'll be featured on Extra Mumbo and just keep it moving from there. Um, Also went back to school. I'm in business school right now, so. Nice. I should be finished at the end of July. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yes. Make yeah. My mom proud. Girl, yes. I mean, you on a roll. Like it's it's a start, you know? It's a start. You just gotta keep going. Right. You really do. And how how yeah. has things been there as far as like the protesting and everything going on since George Floyd has passed? Um, Well, I live in D.C., so it's the jumping here. Um, There's been a lot going on in the city. They've been right outside the White House. Um, The police have been incredibly aggressive um, for no reason at a lot of these peaceful protests, which has escalated the situation. But just recently, we had a very large peaceful march with tens of thousands of people here called Mochella. And that's mm-hmm. when they celebrated our our city's music, which is Go-Go. You know, Chuck Brown is the godfather of Go-Go. And so they had a Go-Go band. On, and they went through like a march through the city <laughs> all the way from U Street right to the front of the White House where they changed wow. the name 
to Black Lives Matter Plaza. That was something our mayor did here. Um, but honestly, it's, it's, it's been pretty peaceful for the most part. It's just been a lot of visitors here. I bet a it lot, has. A lot of stores definitely suffered break-ins when, you know, things first happened. Wow. This is crazy how, like, the times we are living in right now, it's been pretty, well, you know, I live in Akron, so the protesting hasn't been so intense like that. Um, Cleveland, they they shut a lot of, they did the protest one day, and they were just like, no, this ain't about to happen again. So they yeah. just fuels <laughs> and people can't go and in downtown area unless you work there. It's just he they did they did a serious lockdown so nobody won't destroy nothing. Oh wow. Yes, it's it's real there were still people here after curfew. Luckily the mayor lifted the curfew. Mm-hmm. But there were there were people still out on the streets after curfew when it first passed out, and Trump um made you know Mayor Bowser and enact the PD, and then he enacted the National Guard and then Capitol Police. It was just a lot going on in the city, but things seem to have calmed down now. I mean, there's still protests, but not as not as um. I guess I would say traumatic as the initial ones were, where there was a lot of police force. Now that the police have calmed down, the protests have calmed down. That's honestly that's my personal opinion. I feel like the police force escalates these protests. Wow. So how has it been like near the White House and everything? Has it has it been real hectic and out of control? You said near the White House? Yeah. It was initially, um, not anymore. Okay. Have you been protesting? No. No. Okay. That's good. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes like when people um some people get offended when someone says they didn't protest, but I just feel like everybody is destined to do certain things. It could be donating to someone, it could be just advertising it and speaking for it. It's just everybody had their own special way protesting. I'll also say this. I'll also say this for people outside looking in. There's a lot of us and a lot of people um, in different fields where even if they are protesting to protect themselves and their family and their jobs, they probably wouldn't be able to admit it. Like, prime example, like, lawyers shouldn't be protesting because the National Bar could revoke their license to practice law because it makes you look biased in the Mm -hmm. legal case. So there's certain professions where you just got to put your mask on, your hood on, and do what you do quietly. So (laughs) I feel like outside looking in, people are like upset when they don't see others protesting. And it's like, you might not know. They might really be out there and they just can't speak on it. You know, but again, to your point, like it's important to have amplified voices in every area of the protest. You know, like you said, some people have to back financially. Some people's job is to spread awareness. There's lanes for everyone in this movement you know and kudos to the people that are able to be on the front lines and be out there but that's not the only way to support I I know people that do safe houses you know they let people come in use the bathroom and you know get water wow things like that so that's amazing there's a lot of different lanes 
So what college did you um attend? For undergrad? Yes. Um, Delaware State, uh, Georgetown. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So um, what did you get your degree in? Uh, mass communication. That's nice. <laughs> That's wonderful. I just like some people get discouraged from um college and it's even more discouraging. I've been hearing like some of the students that recently graduated and some of them want to go, don't even want to go to college anymore. So it's is I don't know. It's it's just we just living in such different times, and I just want mm -hmm. people to still be motivated to do things and let them know like anything is possible. Oh, absolutely, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like Especially now, like with remote learning being a thing, and there's so much financial aid. It's one of those things where I feel like if anybody has a desire, just to go for it, but. I am also, while I did attend school and I'm going back to school now um, for a different cohort, I am also a believer that depending on what field you're in, college may not be necessary. You know, it's mm -hmm. all about what you want to do for you and your future and what field you want to practice in, you know, because quite frankly, for some positions, the, the degree isn't mandatory. It doesn't hurt, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you can yes. still make things happen without it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and that is sure. So even before this time of you losing your mother today, what were some of the other um difficult things that you faced in life and you got through it? I mean, you know, my mom being my mom has been something that's followed me my entire life, to be honest. And um I guess maybe the biggest thing I've dealt with and got through it would probably be self-doubt. Um, doubting I was capable to do the things I wanted to do or doubting that, you know, I had the resources or doubting that I was ready to do certain things. Like now I'm at a different place in my life where I recognize like anybody's capable at any time to start doing exactly what it is they want to do a lot of times we use those things like oh i don't have the resources or i don't have the time as as excuses you know there's um there's different ways to start towards your dream and it's just about taking those baby steps because even baby steps are progression you know mm -hmm. progress is a process and a lot of times we think of the end result and feel like it's so out of reach but there's little things you can do now and that's something i teach with my artist house clients like for people that have big aspirations and they're like, oh, I can't quit my job until I do something else. It's like, okay, we'll find a job that's closer to what you want to do. Baby steps. Like you got to, I call it a transitional plan. And that's something I work with my clients. So, prime example, I had a client um, who didn't believe it herself. He was working in fast food, wanted to get into filmmaking. And it's like, okay, let's start a plan to get you into that field. So, turn your job into your investment into your passion like we put you on a financial plan you can start saving towards equipment start saving towards the classes to learn what you need to learn um that's something i overcame that's self-doubt because a lot of times you'll have people in your ear telling you all the reasons why you can't do something or <clears throat> speaking from their personal opinion and their personal place of limitation so like for a lot of people particularly in my community, the pinnacle of success for a black person is getting a good government job. And um, 
I remember when I got mine at the Superior Court and I left it, that caused a big uproar. It's like, you left that good government job? Like, that's the best a, a person of color could do. Like, that is the pinnacle of what we can achieve out here. And it's, it's not, it's not like getting over expanding my ceiling is definitely something that's been paramount to, to where I'm going and what I'm trying to do. Right. Right. That's really good that you, you're, you are an inspiration to your clients. Also, that's very rare. And is I think it's a, also a blessing that you're passionate about what you're doing. So that makes it even better to even have that relationship with your clients that you do have. Absolutely. That's my thing. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people now that are in the lane of trying to transition people out of their nine to five, but a lot of these people selling that haven't done it. You know, like mm-hmm. they still have the comfort of being in their job. Like, you know, they're still doing this part time. And while there's no shame in that, I've done it. I know how it feels. So <laughs> yes. I, I should give people the keys and what not to do. Don't do it the way I did where you jump with no backup plan. Like <laughs> have a plan, get some money saved. Like I love mm-hmm. that. That's that's what I look at everything now in life too. Like and also getting over a why me attitude, right? Because a lot of times when we face heartbreak, the first thing is like, why me? Or what did I do to deserve this? But a lot of times, like, these testimonies were given to us because there are people we are going to touch in our journey that need not only to hear our story, but also to hear how we healed from it, how we progressed, how we kept going. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could have looked at the situation and completely broke down and just kind of said, forget everything. But I'm going to do my best to dig myself up and keep pushing because I know there's someone out there that needs to see that. Um, yes. So it's all important. I feel like uh, I think self-doubt was a big, big thing for me for a lot of my life. And I don't really have that anymore. And that's really good. And it's going to, it's going to exit from you even more once you start your therapy sessions and everything and you want to get to know yourself all over again so mm-hmm. that's, that's going to be a good thing and then you'll start to see the the changes in your life for the better you and that's that's just so important i think sometimes people are afraid to be a better them or when they do become the better them sometimes you have people in your ear thinking you changed and they think change is bad when it really isn't. It's change is good, especially when you're bettering yeah. yourself. Absolutely. It's, it, it's, I mean, it, it's so important. Absolutely. I've, um, honestly, I'm very excited about that part of my journey, the separating myself, because that's another reason I wanted to see a therapist, because I've always had this guilt about telling people no or not being there for people even though I may need time for myself or may need to put me first there's always been this underlying guilt and I've always wondered why that is it's like why is it so hard for me to say no why is it so hard for me to disappoint people I think it's something deep and um through my research online I've heard that that can be a sign of childhood trauma where you have problems establishing boundaries so I really want to dig deep into that and investigate why that is because with where I want to go with my life I can't feel shame for putting myself first of having to say no. I can't yes. be pouring from an empty cup. So 
I'm really excited to delve into that and to, to get comfortable with setting those boundaries. But that's something that's been really important for me during this time that I'm really enjoying. I've been enjoying saying no and not making myself as acceptable Girl, as I usually am. <laughs> don't it feel good? I've been saying no, no so much. It's like I'm about ready to make it a remix of Beyonce and Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, 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 no. <laughs> it feels good. It's different. It's new, but it's necessary. It's yes. necessary. I've, I've had to adjust. Your personality, too, of people when you tell them no, when you're not used to telling them no. That girl. <laughs> Do not get me started. Listen. Like a straight toddler. Listen, <laughs> the temper tantrums people throw when you don't give them their way anymore, you would think you like really hurt them. Yeah. Needing your space and trying to put yourself first. Like that's something that's been very eye opening for me. Like even in me taking, because keep in mind, like today is probably one of the worst days of my life, but even knowing when she was in the hospital the weeks leading up to it. And I'm telling friends like, hey, I can't listen to your problems right now. I'm grieving, I'm working stuff out. They get mad at me because I don't want to take their call or if I want to end the call and say, hey, listen, I'm not really in the mental space to be an ear right now. I'm working through something. And they get offended by it. That's it, crazy. It, really open, it, it opens your eyes to who's really for you and who's not. And quite frankly, I don't feel bad anymore for wanting to cut people off because I'm not obligated to be in to share space or energy with people that are not for me that's something else too i've recognized i've perpetually been a giver mm-hmm. without getting anything in return and now i'm at the space where i'm like if you're not reciprocating i don't need you here i'm, I'm not yeah. just a well like you can take from me but you gotta you gotta invest back you gotta put it in you can't just sit on my wagon while i take it uphill you better put a foot down and help get me up this climb now let me ask you this has anyone checked on you asked you were you okay or anything you know what's interesting so yes there has been people that i know have been genuine and you know that care about me but also on the other end of the spectrum event i i know in my heart that's something else too trust in my intuition you know we give people a benefit of the doubt but there's a few people in particular that i know in my heart are only concerned because i'm not around to be their ear so mm-hmm. it's not even like a, hey, are you okay? It's either one, they're trying to be nosy. Like, oh, like, what's your mom's diagnosis? What's going on? It's like, what? You don't even know my mom. Ask me how I'm doing. And then there's other people that are like, hey, haven't heard from you. You good? Like, you know I'm not good. Why are you asking am I good? Yeah. Or Why just would you ask that? that <laughs> you know, even though you going through something or whatever, it's just still then make sure you good, ask you if you good, but in their mind or their actions, they still want to vent to you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then it's like, honestly, I, I it was so bad. I literally had to shut down from everyone except my best friend, Princess, who's been my best friend for 20 years, knows me better than anybody. She's the only person I was still talking to her. And then another good friend of mine named Isaiah. He's almost like one of my day ones as well. But everybody else, I didn't really have the energy to talk to because the few times I would break that code and take a call, it would literally start off with, oh, how's everything going? And then it would turn into them venting about their personal problems. And it's like, wow. 
like you just you just going to disregard everything I said. You just said forget that boundary. I'm going to you anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. So just stop taking calls, Yvette. Like people, I, I recognize people are very selfish, and there was a point where that would hurt me. Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't care. That's less people that need to come with me where I'm yeah. going. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and it'd be feeling so good because it's like, man, my mind is clear. I don't have to sit and just repeat myself over and over and over and over again. Right. It's just, it's just so much stuff. Sometimes people's spirits could just be so draining to a point you don't want to shut them out because they need you, but at the same time, it's not healthy for you. Right, and it, and also, it's not our burden to bear. Right. You know, I have the choice on whether I want to be a shoulder for you. I'm not obligated to be there. Yes, that obligation is heavy. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is, and that's something else, too. Like, for a lot of people that know me, I've been the strong friend. I've been the dependable dependable one they can go to, be an ear, and I'm supportive, and it is a responsibility that I've been very proud of, but I also recognize that in my grief of being the strong friend, the strong friend don't have many people to turn to, like, because yeah. a lot of they don't know, and then that's something else, too. Everybody ain't meant to be an ear. Oh my mm-hmm. God, there's been a few people that are well-intending, like genuinely well-intending and they want to be there, but everything that comes out their mouth is just wrong. And it's like, you know what, never mind. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> yes. Like, I know yes. you mean well, but being an ear is not your ministry, baby. I'm going to have to go. Uh-huh. Well, that's okay. that. Yes. <laughs> and one thing about it is good to hear you laugh. <laughs> but I, I needed that laugh, Yvette. Did you experience that? Did you experience people that maybe didn't check on you or you thought would be there? Girl, yes. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't really heard. Like, you know what's so crazy at my mom's funeral? My friends from high school came to the funeral more than people I've been friends like associate with every day isn't that crazy there's people on the internet I never even met before that have been there in my dms what do you need how can I best help you yeah what would make you feel better it's like wow yeah Wow. yeah and that and that's how that's how it be and it'd be so crazy it's like people that I don't even know they still check on me now and my mom yeah. be- since October and they still be like hey I'm just checking on you and see how you doing I see you working hard but are you taking time out for yourself and just even them just saying that is meaningful because you don't really get that from anyone yeah so it's just hard it's just to a point I have I have numbed myself and trained myself to not really focus on if anyone will check on me or who has checked on me and everything, I just make sure I check on me. And and I'm okay. Absolutely. Yes. And that's why I'm at too. I've actually been enjoying the solitude, Yvette. I'm not going to lie. Like I've been enjoying not having to to listen to anybody else or talk to anybody else. Like I'm okay Mm -hmm. with, with, with dealing with this solo. Yeah. Still hurts and, and like hell, but girl, it's gonna hurt like something yeah. serious. 
and you know it and I ain't gonna lie, it get worse by the day. But after month, a few months go by, you'll start to feel okay. But you gonna still have your moments because it's like, man, my mom, you know, Absolutely. that's where you, where you come from, you know. That was my my my, my birth mother was my first best friend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, regardless of you know her circumstance her mental state her emotional state i still hold dear to those memories when i was a kid where we would just laugh or she would sing or do something silly and she tried her best but you know uh and i also am releasing myself from the burden of feeling like i could have prevented anything you know like change also starts from within and you know there were always times i would tell myself like okay when i get this money i'm gonna get her in a facility that'll you know get her some help get her off the substance get her mind right and i also now finally am releasing myself from the burden of feeling like the power was solely in my hands like she had to take steps too and i recently learned that there were times where she was in facilities and for whatever reason just kept spiraling back so you know it, it, it that part is out of my hands um that was something i held a lot of guilt about my entire life feeling like maybe i could do something different if i had the means or had the money to but it's, it's a personal choice and um but yeah she was still my first best friend and so i'm gonna miss her dearly i think about her before all this i was thinking about her every day and just praying that she was safe wherever she was and um you know now that she's no longer with me um I just, and one thing I can say is, you know, I wasn't able to see her because of Corona, but um, I did call the hospital. They put the phone on speaker. I was able to tell her I loved her and how much she meant to me. And, you know, I just have to believe that wherever she is, she knows that. And um, mm -hmm. just, and I just keep her memory with me, the, the good times, and just keep going and just, you know, I really want to make her proud. So. Yes, and you definitely will. I know that for a fact. What is um something real inspiring and inspirational that you could share with our listeners right now? Um, I don't know. Uh, something that I guess was inspiring for me was um recognizing that we can literally have anything we want um i've really gotten into the idea of the the power of the tongue manifestation the law of attraction and i would like for anybody hearing this to know that whatever is on your heart that you if you stick to it and you put it into the universe put it into the atmosphere god will hear it and bring it into fruition like it's it's the divine law that just it is what it is like asking you shall receive um that's been something that's been very life-changing for me um knowing yeah. that once we set our purpose and in our intention that it comes to pass um and just knowing that if you work towards it in any way even if it's just baby steps you know faith, faith without works is dead you got to put in some level of work <laughs> you know yeah. you work towards it that that's something that's that's definitely been an inspiration for me and that keeps me going like it, it gives me the motivation to keep my mind right and my mental state right because you know also sometimes when we focus on the negative we accidentally manifest negativity or we, we manifest pain or we attract more hurt um what inspires me is just knowing that mindset is everything 
Mm-hmm. Girl, see, you shut it down right there. <laughs> we just dropped a mic. <laughs> see, see, I really want you to take care of yourself. And thank you for even having the courage and the strength to even come on to the podcast today because it it takes a lot but it keeps you going at the same time and I really for it. I'm proud of you thank you I, all I kept telling myself was like you know I'm, there's a viewer or a listener that's they gonna need to hear this there's somebody going through a similar hurt or similar pain or that's looking for a gem that one of us dropped today. I trust and believe that. And I trust and believe that, you know, whoever's listening to this now receives it and knows that this was for them. And I hope that our conversation inspires them to do what needs to be done for their peace and their happiness and their success, because the power really is in their hands. So Mm -hmm. I I trust that this was destined. There's a reason we have in this conversation today that Girl, it is. we had to do it again. I'm telling you. It, it is. It, it's, it's a, it's a coincidence. <laughs> no, I don't need that. <laughs> this, is, this is part of a bigger that. thing. And if, if nothing else, if nothing else, this provided me with my first laugh for the day. So <laughs> I, I was able to have a little bit of healing and you with a shared experience. So I appreciate you, your kind you words and your insight. Uh-huh. And, you know, getting a laughing, getting a smiling. Um, yeah, you're you the first phone conversation I've had today. Everything has been through text because I haven't had the energy to even really open my mouth. So. Yeah. And just, just, just keep work, just keep focused, keep working on yourself and everything. And just, just pray to talk Absolutely. to our and I'm gonna keep working. Anybody listening, please can I can I plug my social medias? <laughs> yeah, girl, go ahead, girl. Okay. <laughs> so if there's any creatives out there that are looking for insight, guidance, um, public relations and marketing assistance, my company is called Artist House. That's A R T I S T E H O U S E on Instagram offer public relations, consulting, and production for creatives looking to transition into their dream job full-time. Also started a new brand called Extra Mumbo. That's E-X-T-R-A-M-U-M-B-O, and that's going to be a production company. Then my personal IG is Icy the Artist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, make sure you guys check her out, and the information will also be on the podcast um, you'll be able to click right to it and then send you right to her. <laughs> so thank you, Icy. Thank you for having me. This is this is definitely needed. I'm I'm feeling a little lighter. That's good. I'm I'm happy to hear <laughs> that. Definitely. <laughs> yes. So I guess we'll talk to you later, girl. All right. I'm thank you. you. I'm gonna be checking on you. Thank you. Thank- Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Thank you everyone for tuning in to Life Her Podcast, where we help heal women all over the world. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Life Her Podcast, and check out our YouTube page as well. And make sure you subscribe. You can also look onto our website and you can purchase merchandise and listen to the podcast episodes. I am Yvette Lloyd. I am Life Her. Love yourself, ladies. Take care of yourself and others you love dearly. Stay tuned for the next session, don't make it be your last